Welcome to the Barry Sex Show. Thanks for joining me. I'm Barry Cockroft and I'll be hosting this podcast with guest saxophonists from around the world. We'll be exploring the stories behind these great musicians with telling insights into how they got started and the ongoing development of their careers. Thanks for being here on this adventure and please subscribe for a new episode each week. The details of each podcast, including a transcript, the show notes and any links can be found at barrysax.com. Dragan Tremek is Professor of Saxophone and the Vice Dean at the Zagreb Music Academy. He's the founder of the Zagreb Saxophone Quartet, and for many years he was the principal saxophonist with the Zagreb Philharmonic and the Croatian Radio Television Symphony Orchestra. Dragan was the first ever graduate in saxophone from the Zagreb Academy in 1981 and went on to study in Paris with Daniel Defayé and with Dr. Eugene Rousseau at the Indiana University School of Music. He has performed as a soloist and as a member of the Zagreb Saxophone Quartet in prestigious halls of many European countries, the USA, South America and Asia. He played with all major orchestras in Croatia and Slovenia, with the orchestra of the French Republican Guard, the US Navy Band and many more. He has made solo recordings for Croatian radio and television and with his quartet he has recorded 11 albums. He's premiered over 50 works by foremost Croatian and Slovenian composers, and currently Dragan is Artistic Director of the 2018 World Saxophone Congress, hosted in Zagreb, Croatia. Please welcome my guest today, Dragan Shremik. So a really easy place to start is if you could just tell us how you got started with the saxophone. Let's so my, my music... Uh, life started with a series of coincidences. So I went uh, somewhere in sixth grade, fifth or sixth grade. My father, my parents, their parents would like me to go to to play an instrument. And uh, for the beginning, my father, who was an amateur, but he loves to sing with the guitar, you know, with a with a thumb in uh, this kind of. Uh, fingerings on left hand and um, he uh, uh, bought me a guitar and uh, they sent me to kind of a private not music school of music but kind of company uh, which gave some lessons in guitar and mandolin so I got some lessons from guitar and I, I liked it so next step was next year my parents would like me to go to school to music school we have uh, music education uh, quite good developed. We have a primary music school, middle school, uh, so uh, to the university the students uh, get very prepared. Is that outside uh, of the normal school? Outside of normal school. My parents wanted me to, to go into the school of music and I was very opposed to that because I had already two friends in my uh, my class which all the time all their uh, spare time uh, time for playing for football <laughs> etc they were in school of music so I was really against that and eventually of course I surrender <laughs> so after the admission exam I was at the time 13 years old something like that uh, um, uh, they told me you know, you have an excellent ear. 
you are too old for violin, too old for piano. Guitar is already full of candidates, of course, younger candidates. Uh, you could play double bass, trumpet or saxophone. And saxophone was just new in uh, Croatian uh, music schools. That was the second year. So I just phoned to my father, which instrument should I play? And my father, oh, saxophone, play saxophone. That's just coincidence. So after uh, they gave me a saxophone, a tenor saxophone with a metal B and S saxophone, I don't know whether those saxophones still exist, the German or Czech saxophones, but it was new saxophone. And uh, my teacher, obviously, he was a, a clarinet player. And a class of music theory, there was one special professor who approached us in a really uh, extraordinary way. And uh, he approached us in, the, in a way that in three weeks, nobody could anymore pull me out of the school of music. I, I, I just fell in love in music. Every, every young student of music got some lessons of piano. Oh, I got in love in piano. So, by coincidence, I applied to have parallel with the saxophone to, to study the theoretic uh, subjects, only because of piano. And I played saxophone well. It was obviously well, and I was one among... Uh, uh, first in uh, in uh, Croatia in a music system uh, who, who did saxophone in my uh, uh, advanced years in my teenage later teenage years there was I went to the concert there was Verdi's Requiem and I was overwhelmed with that music and I think I was decide I want to be a conductor so I prepared myself to be a conductor in my third grade of uh, high school. Uh, so I prepared for that and because my father was uh, also, he was a filmmaker, that was my father, and he was uh, one of the uh, pioneers of uh, documentary film in Yugoslavia at that time. He tried to persuade me to go on to follow his steps, to go to the Academy of Drama to study maybe directing or camera or whatever. However, I, I wanted to do my conducting. Uh, eventually, I, there was an admission exam and I passed this exam for the conducting. In the meantime, in my, that fourth year of uh, uh, my high school, we were talking and uh, my professor and director of music school, we were thinking, why wouldn't we try to persuade Academy of Music to open the saxophone? So eventually, they wrote the, the letters to Music Academy, to Ministry of uh, Education, and myself and my two colleagues, which we were in the same uh, in the in the class, we wrote the letter to Music Academy. Uh, we explained, and to Ministry that we would like that it would be open the uh, the saxophone study of saxophone, and it happened. <laughs> so during the summer they opened this uh, new studies and they uh, announced the competition for this saxophone uh, students. Uh, 
So I thought, oh, why not? So I applied for this position, and I, of course, I passed the my my colleague and my we were two, two first students there. And the teacher was Josip Nochta, after whom uh, we uh, named the competition in Croatia in Zagreb. Uh, he was a clarinet player in uh, from his uh, teenage years, first clarinet play, player in opera, then in Zagreb Philharmonic Orchestra, and he loved saxophone, and when needed, uh, he, he used to play uh, saxophones in orchestra. A really great musician. Uh, he was the first teacher of, of saxophone. And I was uh, studying conducting, I was studying saxophone, and um, the people, the other professors appreciate my, oh, uh, of course, it was something new. But obviously I played, I played uh, well, uh, because uh, they gave me opportunities to, to go from elsewhere um, to some uh, uh, reunions with other music academies in Yugoslavia. Uh, and also I got some opportunities to conduct. When I finished conducting um, uh, saxophone, I was the first one who finished this uh, music academy. Somehow I had, uh, of obviously and of course, more opportunities to play saxophone than to conduct. Uh, and now, now I can say in Croatia uh, it, uh, the situation is much better for young conductors. But at that time, somehow, they didn't almost, the orchestras, the chief conductors, especially the members of the orchestra, they don't, uh, don't like the young conductors. No, why would he teach, uh, learn himself on, on us? So, <laughs> the story goes that way, that I practiced saxophone, I played well, I played better and better, and somehow my life turned more towards saxophone. Then I got... Uh, uh, some prizes I got uh, on uh, on the uh, national competitions. I got the uh, French government uh, grant to study with uh, Daniel Defayet. Eventually, I got the Fulbright grant to study with Eugene Rousseau. And the music uh, community started to um, think about me like a saxophone player. So my life went co with coincidence in quite different way that I uh, wanted. That is, that is uh, my personal thing that uh, I often, I, I cannot say I regret, but I miss the music, the music that we don't have as a saxophonist. I, I, miss, I miss it uh, a lot. So I love to play, to do with my students, uh, Frank, Brahms, uh, transcriptions and uh, like that. And now my daughter, she is studying singing. So I'm so eager to accompany her as, as much as possible. So that's, that's my musical start. You've, you've had a few different teachers and great teachers. Could you perhaps remember the differences in their style of teaching? And as you worked your way through learning, did you take on those different types of teaching? Or did you develop your own style? I, I think I did, I did develop on my own style. My professor Nochta, he was a really a great teacher, a musician. He was the first clarinet in opera in, uh, and uh, eventually in uh, Zagreb Philharmonic Orchestra. And he was uh, the most appreciated musician in the, in the orchestra. Everybody bowed to him. And he learned me really a lot of uh, music. Of course, he didn't learn me how to use the bis key. 
we imported Biski later with with my colleague. <laughs> you know, I played uh, Iber, uh, Creston, Sonata, uh, uh, some other pieces with uh, with the side B B flat <laughs> uh, without Biski. <laughs> Uh, so he couldn't uh, learn me nothing about Altissimo. I had some charts and I was trying, trying, trying and uh, I... And also I think I... Uh, because I was uh, learning the classical music, all the music, uh, there was no opportunity to listen a lot of uh, saxophone music. There was one, one uh, LP in... Uh, in a library with uh, Vincent Tabato playing uh, Glazunov and Iber. There was the other recording in French library, um, uh, Londex playing uh, Scaramouche. That was almost almost it. And, um, and um, uh, uh, later I got this LP, uh, Rousseau's uh, LP with uh, con concertos, Iber, Glazunov, uh, Dubois and uh, Villalobos. So that's the only saxophone music and saxophonist that I ever heard almost during my, uh, my schooling. But I heard a lot of uh, good music, a lot of conductors, a lot of uh, uh, singers. Uh, I had a very good uh, idea of the sound. I was not uh, pointing to the, going to, to the um, uh, uh, jazz or something. I, I will, I'm cl classically trained mu musicians. So uh, uh, later, the other professors, everybody uh, uh, was telling me that uh, they loved my sound. So I, I, uh, when I uh, finished academy, when I w went to study with FIA and uh, later to Rousseau, I was already quite, uh, quite grown up. And uh, with Daniel Defaye and uh, Rousseau, they, uh, I, I asked them some, you know, tricks, what to do here and there. But they didn't want to show me. We just did some music, and with them, we ju just uh, so so. I cannot cannot tell you nothing more about their teaching style because Defaye with me was very polite, very gentle. Although I was I was sitting in the class, he was very harsh to some other other students. Uh, so maybe as he was gentle to, to me because I, I was guest or because I played better or I don't I don't know really. And with Rousseau, of course, that was re really a, a nice journey with him. Uh, to he's a great musician, and uh, they didn't tell me nothing about sound producing, nothing about that. We were talking about the uh, the intonation about. Uh, maybe at the dynamics about um, opening the throat, especially opening um, with Defaye, he, he, he learned me a lot about throat opening and uh, developing the higher register. But this, this was just his remark. He just told me, uh, practice long notes uh, fortissimo in higher register, three minutes every day. So I did. And I felt oh, with my throat, it, uh, it was sore throat. But it opened it. Was moving abroad mm -hmm. a big deal for you? No. Not at all? Not at all. It seemed like a natural thing to do. The, the, that, that was something that I wanted to do. And I'm, I was quite sufficient with the languages, both French and English. So I didn't have any, any barrier or, or something. And I, I wanted to go out to 
to learn to uh, to meet people. Would you say taking yourself out of your home environment into another country? Would you say that is a, a good thing for students to do? I, I think I, su- I suggest to all my students go out and come back. Uh, I try to persuade them: just be open for a knowledge, open your mind, listen to the concerts, go out. Uh, meet people, uh, go to theater, go to... uh, It's a problem of this generation now. I think uh, somebody said that we are exposed to informations, a lot of informations, but we are eager to have a knowledge because those lot of informations just run through our ears, through our eyes with uh, uh, these generations, not... uh, I'm not generalizing, but... I'm uh, meeting a lot of uh, students and uh, young people like that. Then they they don't have time to to swallow the uh, the knowledge and to get out of the country to be whatever, just to get out to see how it works outside. How did you transition from internationally trained student into a working career when you went home? I think uh, both professors, my conducting professors and my professors of um, the professor of saxophone, they saw me as uh, their hairs. I became assistant professor in conducting and in saxophone in the same uh, part-time job. But f- after a few years, they opened just for uh, saxophone assistant and now for conducting, and they told me uh, we cannot now you cannot be in a full time here. As assistant and part-time there, and also I was a little bit uh, glad not to to be uh, any more uh, con- uh, con- assistant in conducting, because I was not conducting conducting not much. And so how how can I teach my uh, my younger little younger uh, colleagues something which I didn't experience? It was much easier with saxophone. So I, I, I was an um, uh, assistant professor. Then I went six months to Paris. Then I came back. And then uh, I worked as assistant more. But uh, this Nochta, Professor Nochta, let me to work almost, almost alone. He just su- supervised. Then I went to uh, Bloomington to study with Eugene Rousseau. And then um, this bloody war started. The war must have had a profound impact on both you as a person, but as a as a working musician. I'm not complaining because in this war, nobody from my family, nobody was directly affect, uh, affected by uh, by the war. We are alive. We are uh, our houses are um, uh, not damaged. But I know many, many people who are my, my colleague's mother-in-law. She was in a, in a camp uh, after Vukovar. She was in a camp uh, several months. We, uh, as my saxophone, Zagreb saxophone quartet and myself, yes, we worked. I had the students. We, we, we had, and during the war and uh, immediately after, we have a full academic year. The life uh, went on. But I'm angry, and uh, I'm still angry when uh, when I remember that we spent uh, that I spent um, uh, many years, ten or fifteen years, 
of my life uh, in the kind of uh, nightmare of of these uh, events. The Zagreb Saxophone Quartet is mm-hmm. a long-standing ensemble. Yes, long. Uh, I think we are the the uh, the oldest ensemble in the same uh, same um, uh, the Forma- same pe- formation, same same people, uh, almost uh, thirty years. I have noticed saxophone quartets seem to be able to sustain themselves for much longer than, say, string quartets. Is there something about saxophone players that allow them to keep working together for for decades? I don't know really. Um, uh, I think. Uh, each each of uh, of us we are um, different personalities different music musician personalities we are everybody aware about uh, individual position in uh, in the life in the world so we are satisfied individually and we love to get together to play the music now we play a little bit less than we played 10 years ago but always we we are eager to to uh, to play together. We we are um, uh, we have a good time together. Where we go, go on the tour, we don't speak a lot about music, but we speak as older we get, what we what we ate and where we ate, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing that uh, uh, many older musicians say. Oh, but oh, there was an excellent a dinner after. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Was uh, was one of your goals of the group to to champion Croatian music? And mm. did you find you had to seek out the composers, or were the composers approaching you with music? Especially when uh, when I was a younger sol- soloist, and um, uh, the, when the saxophone Zagreb saxophone quartet was in the earlier years, uh, many of composers approached to us. And we uh, neither a saxophone quartet, neither my, uh, myself. We didn't have any problem to uh, to approach to to the uh, biggest names of uh, Croatian uh, composer. Actually, uh, Boris Papandopoulos, one of foremost uh, composers, he composed the concerto for uh, for me, uh, and also the uh, saxophone quartet dedicated was for me. So um, and of course on our every concert we we promote uh, uh, Croatian uh, Croatian pieces. Have you taken the Croatian music out to the world, or has it been more a process of presenting the music at home? At home, we play some Croatian music because we uh, some pieces which we love, and if we play some concert for for Ministry of Culture, which we do sometimes. Uh, we are obliged to have a creation piece on the on the program, but on our every 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 recital uh, uh, in the foreign countries we we have some uh, creation pieces. Has this enthusiasm for new music continued into the new generations yes. of, of yes. saxophone players? Yes, it's develop, developing. I had uh, a number of uh, really great uh, uh, students, uh, excellent musicians. Uh, um, they some of them they formed Papandopoulos saxophone quartet. The younger generation of composers are composing for them a lot. Now I've got some questions for you about practice. Do you have any particular routines that you like to fall back on? I love to practice. 
because on every, uh, especially when we have uh, some concerts in front of us, I love to practice to achieve the goals during the practice procedure. But if not, my my uh, my practice routine, uh, if we keep just just to keep the embouchure and the sound, is scales, long notes, just scales, long notes, uh, some patterns in different uh, tonalities, just not anymore. Do you think that type of practice is different from when you're working intensely as a, as a student? When I worked intensely as a student. I did it, I think, in a very efficient way. Ten minutes scales, uh, long notes like that, etudes. So I think I'm, I do. Uh, I do. I had a very, very good routine. And when you, of course, when you practice a lot, you don't need a lot of warm-ups, and uh, you just in the in the way of practicing. There is a short time to learn something new which could be maybe technically difficult. I have a routine how to, how to learn bass fast. Uh, so if it's a long set of uh, 16 notes or something like that, I try to, to, to do it in a very good sound. And, and I, when I read them, I, uh, of course, I run to, through the passages in slow, slow tempo. And when I know where to go, where my points are, I practice one one beat, two beats together in real tempo, but with the sound and the quality and the approach of a slow tempo. I do the same thing with the, with the student because during years I realized that a technique of sound producing is a little bit different when you're playing slow and then you when you're playing fast. So uh, when you're accelerating the tempo uh, with metronome, it's a really a long process. And this way, I, I could quite quite fast learn uh, not the awkward passages. For awkward passages, you need uh, more time. Right. How do you become fluent at the different saxophones? Just practice. Just practice. <laughs> just, uh, just practice. Um, it was not a problem from alto to tenor. More, much more was a problem uh, from alto to soprano, and you know, you know um, because the, I, di I didn't have the professors to uh, to teach me. I learned myself the differences of uh, between soprano and alto. You know, uh, alto is sharp, soprano is flat, and th those things are that that happened. You've played for a very long time. Is there something you could advise about how do you stay injury free? And have a healthy playing career without getting injured, as some people unfortunately come across. Fortunately, I was uh, in my uh, teenage years. I did some sports. I did rowing, so I was quite uh, quite strong. So I, at that time, I haven't had uh, any problems with my with uh, holding saxophones and. Uh, Whichever saxophone. Usually, I teach my students to uh, to take care about their posture when they're playing. You know, they're playing uh, uh, crooked. Of course, uh, the um, uh, diaphragm diaphragm doesn't work. That, that so I, I teach them that bring the weight of the instrument through the column and the legs through the to the uh, to the. Uh, 
floor. There are some excellent uh, masterclasses by, Stoma, by Thomas Hemson, you know, the great uh, baritone singer. There are really interesting things he's uh, speaking of for singers, but this is, uh, uh, we can apply everything what singer does, we can apply. I advise uh, all my students, listen not to saxophone players, listen to singers because when you listen to saxophone players uh, oh Arno Bornkamp plays like this I will play like this like this they could they are trying maybe sometimes to be a copy of somebody but if they learn music from the other or the other view and singers are the closest to uh, to our apparatus our uh, for example when I practice a low register you know, it's quite difficult to press uh, the... Uh, and when I would like to, to have a, uh, have those, those fingers quite uh, uh, capable to, to the things, after half a minute or a minute, I feel that my arm is getting warm, the, palm, the part of the, my palm. Immediately I stop that. And I tell the students, practice half minute, minute then stop don't do any more otherwise this tendon you will have a problem uh, with that uh, tendon so it's about taking a break taking a break back. not to force usually very often they, they squeeze too much the their hands are crooked not not at ease they press too much or they are too slow so i try to uh, and uh, to correct the position of their hands in order to avoid uh, yep. uh, such right. things. When you start out, did you have a plan or did your career unfold and you took opportunities as they came up? I had some plans in my life <laughs> to conduct the Berlin Philharmonic Orchestra. <laughs> but I, have, I always had some plans and some goals, always. I tell to my students, if you are don't have a goal, you're just stalling, you're not moving. You have to go ahead, always to do something. Yes, of course, I love to do nothing. Sometimes just to sit and watch the, the nature, the, the trees. But uh, I'm, I'm kind of person that I, I want to, uh, to, to have some goals and uh, uh, to do it, and when you have some goals, the opportunities come themselves. Uh, most of maybe uh, it, it's more maybe important for this uh, conversation that uh, very big portion of my life I spent. I cannot say that I spent, but but I was involved in uh, building new uh, building of music academy as a vice dean because in my mind and with my colleagues, I had a goal. Because for 95 years we were in uh, really bad conditions, no practice rooms, uh, uh, we were uh, spread around the town on five locations, it, the, the work wasn't, wasn't good. So when there was an opportunity to build a building, and since I, was, I visited a lot of uh, schools of music with uh, facilities etc., so somehow I was involved to, to think about program, 
to cope with architect, etc. So I spend a lot of time on, on that, not only for saxophone. Maybe I did lost some things in my saxophone life, but I did, did this. So that's the way, that's the way it is. This, those, those are all coincidences. That's a good thing. Um, otherwise, if everything will be, uh, we, we call it on, on the string, it's, uh, there's, that's nothing in, interesting in that. Interesting, in the interesting, most in, interesting thing is in vi- varieties. I love to play with my uh, saxophone colleagues because we each time we play differently with purpose. Now this time uh, maybe but on the stage somebody makes a much bigger uh, ritenuto or some much bigger and we everybody since we know each other everybody here or slower tempo or faster tempo Maybe uh, somebody could complain, but uh, that's that's fun and the variety. And I'm uh, when I teach students uh, to play, I try to teach them to play the most colorful they they can uh, they can do, like flowers, colorful, full of uh, full of colors. Not only not only color colors in sound, but colors in phrasing, in details. How important has recording been? in your music making? Not so important. Uh, because uh, my, um, personally, I'm very uh, meticulous. Yeah. Usually, I'm not satisfied. <laughs> and uh, uh, this stress of uh, recording, uh, I'm satisfied after a few years. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I played well. We did play well, uh, but with the distance. So we we did we have several CDs. Uh, I have one LP. Uh, my uh, my performances uh, individual they are on some some CDs. Uh, we did it for us because this this is something that uh, will stay after us. And uh, of course uh, that was kind of presentation. Uh, kind of um, uh, identity that was before YouTube, before all those uh, <laughs> all those stuff. And we are very, I'm very proud of um, our uh, performances, our CDs. Especially, we are proud with the last one, last one that was uh, more than ten years ago. Uh, we recorded Brahms and Mozart quintets. That was a really. Um, Another experience, because this is a guy who plays with Maxim Wengerov, uh, with uh, Julian Rachlin, with uh, Janine, Janine Janssen. You know the, uh, the brand names when you listen to the, 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 the labels. Uh, he plays also in duo with Marta Argerich. So when you have such person from the, another world, not saxophone world, another music world, and when you're making music, that was uh, that was a journey for us, and we made a really great job. Now, if you just had one piece of music that you could play, what would that be? Well, it has to be a saxophone music, original for saxophone. No, I mean, think of the d- deserted island you're there. <laughs> what would you take? I won't take saxophone. <laughs> I will take an orchestra. <laughs> no, and saxophone. I would like to uh, to play. Um, Brahms, Frank, something like that. If you just have one hour to practice, 
how would you spend that time? Scales and some um, uh, trying to find the read. <laughs> 55 uh, minutes finding the read. <laughs> no, scales. Scales and, um, and arpe- arpeggios. Who do you consider to be one of the most successful contributors to the saxophone community? Is, oh, I, I cannot point only to one. For, um, for example, I, I have to say the point, the one contributor which was the most important for a saxophone in Croatia, that was Claude Langle. Because we met in 81, that was a long time ago, when he, uh, with support of a French uh, cultural institute, had a tour and he came to Zagreb and uh, he just uh, finished uh, his uh, SNSM with uh, Daniel Defayet. So that was the first time, first ex- exposition of uh, Zagreb's Croatian students to modern, live, living <laughs> uh, uh, person. So since the uh, we, we talked a lot at, at that time uh, and uh, the chief of uh, l'Institut Francais was very helpful so they sent us a pile of, of repertoire next contribution is that he brought me soprano, my first soprano saxophone next contribution that he brought to Music Academy first baritone saxophone and you have to know that at the time, uh, the time that was Yugoslavia, it was uh, not not a question of regime, but it was really a difficult thing to to get the the new instruments, uh, to get the reeds, to get all the, all all those today normal normal stuff. So I played alto saxophone on Van Doren A100, that, you know that model, there was a model A100. And then uh, I saw on the Marcel Mills photo, oh, he has this saxophone, this mouthpiece. I would like to have this um, metal mouthpiece. I uh, asked my grandma's uh, friend, whose daughter was uh, living in Milano, to get me this mouthpiece. But she came back with not with that mouthpiece because there was not in production anymore. But I got Selmer opening E, uh, so I played Selmer opening E for several years. Then I got to the Geneva competition when jury uh, we were sitting in the front of the jury. All known saxophonist uh, members of jury praised my uh, playing, my musicality and sound, etc. All saxophonist, your C sharp, your the what mouthpiece do you play? I said this Selmer E. No, 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 C star. You have to C star. So I went to to the shop to buy the C star. It was really funny. You you mentioned YouTube. Do you make use of any technology in in your music making? And do you find technology to be a distraction to your practice? I use uh, only uh, metronome and the tuner. So now I, I I prefer to just to hear the hear the sound and to 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 play the major scale or something like like that. Do you think students now are, are distracted by technology? You mean uh, tapping on uh, mobile phones? Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. <laughs> do you do you encourage the students then to 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 step back from those things? So. <laughs> the, 
they are not um, uh, tapping the mob mobile phone while on my lessons. But I think I cannot struggle against that. That's a, that's <laughs> a way I I I accept. I appreciate all the advantages of of that. But I'm uh, I'm not the gadget uh, man. I I don't have Facebook. I don't have uh, my personal website. I don't I don't care for that. If we learn from our mistakes, is it okay to make mistakes? It's okay to make mistakes. Everybody, uh, everybody, uh, everybody does. But uh, if there are important things, there are mistakes and mistakes. You know, when you when you're on the stage, there are mistakes always, and that's that's a part of life. Maybe in my whole life, I had one or two concerts with without any mistake. But during the process of learning something, doing same mistakes, uh, I think I don't do the same mistakes because I, personally, I'm I'm uh, trying to correct to practice in way. But I'm very uh, uh, I'm mad when I say to student something for pointing this is a mistake, wrong note or long slur or whatever, and on the next lesson uh, I have the same. Tonight we have a performance. What will you be doing in order to prepare for that performance before you go on stage? Usually I warm up with some scales, with loud blowing. I love to do that. So uh, why loud? Because I always, when, when I warm up, just I want to open all my, all my machinery. <laughs> If I just play soft, I don't don't feel the, my breath good enough. And of course, before exiting I, on the stage, I always like to sit a little bit. I regret always when there's no possibility to sit backstage. Could you look back at your younger self when you were just starting out in your musical career? Could you give yourself a piece of advice that you would have liked to have heard at the time? It's it's impossible to have have the brain, uh, the brain now for the brain there. You have a very major project coming up, many years in the making. Mm. Could you perhaps describe your thinking behind the World Saxophone Congress? It's coming up in Zagreb this year. So I'm I'm happy that Zagreb is host of this World Saxophone Congress in several ways because. Saxophone Congress in countries like Croatia, which is a small country, and like it was in Slovenia in 2006, um, develops uh, the saxophone, playing saxophone education overall. I think this will develop more uh, young Croatian uh, saxophonists to play. One of the goals for, um, of course, there is a main goal of uh, saxophone congresses is to get to put on the same place together all kind of saxophone players uh, professionals amateurs uh, jazz players pop which all kind uh, all go with all kind of uh, their direction in, in playing uh, this is a just opportunity to be together to listen to new music to listen the brand name saxophone players for ev everyone uh, I'm looking forward to to hear all you guys and uh, Arno, Claude again. And that that will be great, and especially for younger uh, saxophonists, that's that's great. Because CD is one, but live performance is uh, something completely different. And also, 
with support of city of Zagreb, we would like to to put it as much as possible uh, that uh, that the Congress is a part of town, mm. not a secluded uh, kind of secta of <laughs> <laughs> uh, saxophonists. Nobody knows for just to be involved. Like uh, that was great in Strasbourg on uh, three years uh, so it's, three it's, years ago. It's taking the saxophone into the community. Yes, yes, as much as possible. Are there any other special projects that you'd like to mention that you're working on or you have planned? Yes, the Congress uh, spends all my uh, and, and mental energy now. And uh, after a Congress, uh, there will be a long summer. Now, is there a place where people can find out more about your activities? Uh, that's, a, that's a question. Uh, but I try to give some message to my students mm. to, uh, so they spread around my messages mm. And uh, just one last question, really. After all these years of fabulous contribution to the saxophone, both in your country and, and touring around the world, what do you see is coming next for you personally in the saxophone? I know that after this Congress, I will be uh, empty. <laughs> I have my students, of course. My retirement is in 10 years, maybe, uh, as a saxophonist. I would like to have some projects. Not to play, uh, um, to repeat some concerts here, 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 but to play. Oh, now we shall play a new concerto. We shall play that. Oh, now we shall um, play with some other mus musicians. Just this kind of, of projects. Of course, it would be if it would be Paris or um, uh, Moscow or something. That's another thing. You know, when you're becoming older, uh, you, ju you just start thinking maybe too late that there are some many things in our lives other than uh, profession, family, grandchildren, uh, something, nature, barbecues, fr <laughs> friends. I'd like to wish you the best for the uh, coming few months before the Congress. We'll, Thank of course, you. see each other again in Zagreb in July. And uh, thanks very much for, for having a chat this afternoon. Thank you. Thank you very much. Just before you go, a quick reminder to let you know that show notes, any links, and a full text transcript are also available. It would mean a lot to me if you could leave a review for the show by visiting barrysacks.com forward slash iTunes. You can subscribe for a new episode each week. And thanks again for joining me and my guests on Barry Zach's show.